365 Success app offers a simple daily tip for a more balanced life. 365 Success is a one-year plan over six levels where a new tip is displayed each day. The people behind 365 Success are academic and creative life hackers Dr. Nisha O'Reilly, Dr. Graham Hughes and Marie O'Riordan. Discover 365 Success, available now in the App Store. Hello and you're very welcome to episode 37 of Purple Psychology. I'm Marie O'Riordan. Dr. Nisha O'Reilly, welcome back. Thank you. Let's have a chat about 365 Success app. Yes, that's about to launch. Um, it's basically a bunch of daily tips to help people to be successful going across six areas of their life. Um, I suppose the difference between it and maybe a lot of motivation and inspirational apps is that they tend to just maybe give you a tip or an inspirational quote or um, a mindset sort of change trigger whereas it's me so it has to be really practical so I quite often set people practical tasks to do and they're going to need to journal their way through all 365 days and actually sit down and do something for me. Very good so there's you and I have been involved in this and also one of your teams since 2010, Dr. Graham Hughes, in the background. Yes, he's, he's the coding wizard in the background. I'm coming up with the tips and the design. You, as usual, are doing all the communication and the words, and Graham is doing all the coding. So we make a good team. Fantastic. So you were featured in studio on National Radio recently discussing, again, homework and renewing your calls, not just for homework to be banned in schools, but for parents and children to boycott homework. Yes, it's been a bit of a, a, a battle, I suppose. I, I think it's five years since I did the first press release on this topic. Um, I will talk about it more in a future episode. But I have noticed a bit of a shift in that I think parents and students are starting to take control. And when I started the debate five years ago, I think a lot of the, the teachers were naturally quite... <sighs> Um, I can't think of the word. Skeptical, cynical, towing the party line. Yes, there's an element of that, but I think because I was someone peripheral to education, they were naturally against me because it was like oh here's yet another person who wants to talk about learning difficulties and make them special and I think that that over the last few years people have learned that actually I have a very different approach and that's the last thing I want to do you've never wanted to do even yourself with a severe learning difficulty you don't want to be treated differently no I don't and if anything I'm I'm extra hard on myself and I set exceptionally high goals and standards for my students so I think the teachers have really come around to my way of thinking and realise that actually, yes, I'm on their side, that they have to correct this homework. It's not necessarily a good use of their class time um, and that they don't particularly want to set it. So there's been a big shift in mindset and it was a very positive interview and um, there was a lot of contact by teachers during it and after it actually agreeing with my point of view. So that's been a big change in five years. And I do think that they now realise that there's only a small percentage of parents driving this debate, forcing for homework, and that actually a lot of people um, are being bullied into something that they don't want to do all around, and that it's time for people to sort of, for more people to stand up and say how they really feel. All right. You also wanted to touch on writing and fountain pens this episode. Why is that? I just, I, I, you know me, I had this kind of quirky question a few weeks ago, like why do some people like fountain pens? So I, I started looking into it and 
it, it, it does make sense to me. So they all have certain, I suppose, um, values or qualities. So we all like the way it feels. It feels very different to write with a fountain pen. It's also something very unique to each person. Um, you don't let other people use your fountain pen because your nib actually sort of shapes to suit you over time. And the flow of a fountain pen depends on how many years you have it. So I have mine quite a few years. So my fountain pen has kind of changed for me and the nib is spread a bit and so on. Um, there's a massive amount of colors available for, for fountain pens and you can either choose to like one color or to have an array of colors. So, you know, it, it really, creative people really like it and because of the colors involved it's not like buying a pen off 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 the off the counter and just yeah no, generic yeah, yeah. It's, it's, this is very specific and it, i'm just actually we're in ireland today <laughs> and you can probably hear outside there's a there's a yellow alert warning because there's gale force winds which you can probably pick up on the recording apologies about that but you have so many different color ink cartridges on your desk i've actually become overwhelmed yeah, I, I, I like change and, and I, I like writing with particular colours for particular reasons and so on. And there's also an element of investment and value. People who buy fountain pens, you know, you don't have to spend a huge amount on them, but whatever you invest in your fountain pen is more than buying a big biro. And... But we nothing wrong with big biros. Well, yes, I know, but it's a different price bracket. Well, this is true compared to your collector's items, and I'm not going into that. But yes, yours is a collector's item. Yeah. So you know, but you don't have to have a collector's item. You know, you can invest whatever in your fountain pen, but it's going to cost that's more. That's what we say to clients: just go into a stationery store or a pen shop and just buy a pen, whatever it costs. But you know, probably a little bit more than a big barrel. Sorry, big. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the cartridges are very affordable after that. Um, so we're people who like investing in, in what we write with. We tend to write with very good notebooks as well. Similarly, we will invest in buying something slightly better to write with. The same with our stationery and paper. There's a legacy effect. We like to have something that we keep and that we continually have in our person. And we quite often get pens for special occasions. There'll be a significant reason why we have a pen. It might be a gift or a present or so on. And it's something that's very unique to you. And it's quite interesting in the age of technology, um, tablets, smartphones, um, there's so much online work, emails and so on. A lot of pen companies thought, oh, you know, the pen is finished. Mm. But actually, the sales for a fountain pen have been increasing since 2011. It's a little like, you know, all of these, you know, electronic watches, all that kind of gadgety malarkey. And the Swiss watch sales are actually up. Yeah, so it's it's very interesting. It doesn't always go with what people expect. So it has been going up in the background. And the people who write with fountain pens, we tend to be obsessive about details and quality and the whole package. So we'll be quite um, interested in our appearance and the sort of clothes and we'll wear clothes to match certain meetings. And a lot of people will have fountain pens to sign certain contract deals and so on. In my so, pen yeah. pack that I carry everywhere, I have two pens. Um, no one is allowed to use them except me. Sorry. So I've got my ergonomic and I've got my contract signing pen. And that's what I use. And uh, is it weird that I don't like anyone to touch or use my pens? No, people who are really into stationery and into their pens don't generally. And like I, I have a you know the toolkit which has markers and pens in it that are for everybody's use. And I quite often wouldn't ever take my fountain pen out for for that purpose. Mm. So you know that that is very much it. Um, it goes with it. But it that's why I think so many um business people who are very 
specific to all of the details will go for a fountain pen as well. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's quite interesting when you look at the psychology. So I asked a simple question, why do I like fountain pens? And there's a lot of different factors to it um, that, that really make, make up who you are. And uh, You would have loved to see something at the weekend. I attended a celebration dinner and the person who was hosting the dinner, they received a gift, a beautiful gift from someone. And it was actually a silver pen on one end and it was a letter opener on the other end. Yeah, so that's why I'm going back to this sort of special gift. Quite often it will have a significant reason. Um, I still have another pen in my set that was given to me by a boss when I resigned from my job. Oh, really? Yeah. So I, you know. Oh, actually, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, so, you know, so there is very significant reasons why we're giving pens. I did notice, if I may, that uh, there was a university where you had been an employee and you left, and uh, and I was, you know, invited back, and I met the, the people you were working with and the, the head of the faculty and all of that, and there was... Um, there were certain people in the office, and they all now had fountain pens. Did, did you kind of start a trend? I don't know. I, I may I may have done. I, I think sometimes like we do have to encourage our clients to to go out and get stationery that specifically that they like. And I think people have got into a rut of maybe using what's available and not necessarily what suits them and actually having the confidence to go, actually, I want to be a bit different. And also, too, like one a lot when I when I read into this a lot in fountain pens, one of the big triggers for a lot of people was they associated fountain pens with schools. Now, that's sort of gone out in our generation because we don't use fountain pens, particularly for our handwriting. But there was a time in school where you associated fountain pens with school. And probably that lack of association now, too, is why fountain pen sales are going up as well. Because yeah, we, can, we can be quite positive about them. But people do need to be encouraged, actually, to, to be a bit more unique and to use the tools that they like. Yeah, I was asked by some media, probably during the year, in, in the States to, to comment on stationery. And when we looked into it, we saw that even with the psychological factor of, you know, children going back to school around September time, all around the world, and stationery sales, even for people not going to university, not going to college, not going to school, actually rose because they had those psychological memories or the memory effect of always buying new stationery in September. Interesting. Yes, but we also still have the association with using the same copy books as everyone else, using the same notebooks in the workplace as what's everyone else uses, using the same type of biros, going to conferences and picking up the free pens and using them and so oh, on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I hate that. I don't do that. Yeah, yeah but They're usually cheapy, cheapy, cheap and nasty ballpoint, whatever, you know. Sorry, am I just a pen snob? A bit, yes, probably. But I, I do think there's a happy medium. You don't have to spend a fortune, but it is important to actually sit down and use what you want to use. That's the message I'd like to make. I was at Web Summit, um, which was you know a fantastic event. And the good thing was I, I had this idea before I went in that, oh, I was going to be handing out a load of free stuff and pens and just avoid it all. There was none of that. It was great. Much more mature than I thought. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I, I think that's this for this podcast and I'll, I'll talk about homework again. Excellent. Thanks very much, Dr. Nisha O'Reilly. Thank you for tuning in to episode 37 of Purple Psychology. I'm Maria Reardon. Check out the website purplepsychology.com. Look forward to you tuning in to other episodes too. Take care. 365 Success app offers a simple daily tip for a more balanced life. 365 Success is a one-year plan over six levels where a new tip is displayed each day. 
The people behind 365 Success are academic and creative life hackers Dr. Nisha O'Reilly, Dr. Graham Hughes, and Marie O'Reardon. Discover 365 Success, available now in the App Store.